everybody. Welcome to the Mini Break by Cracked Rackets, your daily podcast for storylines, results, and controversy in the tennis world. Today is Wednesday, May 15th, and we're here for another pod in which we'll be covering a few different things, uh, but mainly we're going to focus on the action that we've been seeing out in Rome. My name is Jamie McDonald, and I'll be your host for today's action, is with, and with me today is my Wednesday regular. It's Matt Stokowiak. Matt, how's it going, man? Jamie, what's up, man? We're uh, we're back in our normal time slot here, so it, yeah. uh, it it's feeling right. Got away from that Thursday. It didn't quite feel right, did it? It, it? it was a little different. I'll admit, it felt a little bit different. But you know what? It's always a pleasure doing podcasts with you, man. So, well, I appreciate that. Thanks for coming on yet again, uh, listeners. Let's go ahead and hop right into it, um, since we will be talking about Rome pretty much the whole podcast because. That's the big thing in tennis right now. So at least on the women's side, some interesting results and stories that, that I kind of wanted to pull out. Um, interestingly, and well, saying pull out is <laughs> ironic there because Ostapenko, Wozniacki, and Serena all withdraw. Um, Ostapenko does so down 5-4 in the second when she actually retires. So that this that's really weird. Yeah, I mean, we don't typically see, you know, this many withdrawals, I guess, you know, especially with some of the top players in the world. So uh, it's a little bit different, especially in a tournament like Rome, which is such a big event. But, you know, we got Roland Garros coming up. So, you know, these players want to make sure that they're absolutely fit and ready to go for that tournament, which, you know, I I definitely understand. Uh, Serena, I mean, to me, she looked pretty good in her first match that she played against Pedersen the other day. You know, there were some things maybe she could iron out, but overall I thought it was a decent performance and, you know, she was set to match up with her sister Venus, which we always enjoy watching them square off. So we won't get to see that, but Hey, I mean, I I want these players fit for the biggest tournaments, the grand slams. So, you know, if they're taking care of their bodies, if they're, you know, recovering, doing what they need to do, I understand it, and hopefully they're all ready to go for Roland Garros. Yeah, that's definitely fair. So Serena withdraws, citing withdraws, citing the knee injury, um, something we've seen with her before. Hopefully, it's just you know more precautionary, and like you said, staying healthy for the big one. Um, you know, of course, then Wozniacki goes out. She was in the middle of her match. To, it loses the first set to, to Collins, the American, 7-6, 7-5 in the breaker, and then calls it quits. And then Ostapenko loses the first set 6-2 and then is down 5-4 when she ends up retiring. So um, not what you want to see, but yeah, hopefully, like you said, we're going to see these people come back healthy and, and ready for the French. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, always on the clay, there's some grueling matches, right? I sure. mean, the, the, the points last a while. Um, you know, they're really grinding it out out there. So physically, it definitely takes a toll. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely true. But, you know, on to more at least positive uh, news, we can talk about Bencic continuing to take down Giants in the draw. She takes out Sevastova today. You know, it's crazy. You look back at least over the last couple months here, and I mean, she took out Osaka in Madrid very recently and in Indian Wells. Indian Wells, she took out Osaka, like I just mentioned, but also took out Pliskova. I mean, she's she's able to come up with big wins here. Yeah, she's had a phenomenal 2019 all around. Yeah. I mean, she's got to be up there with with match wins on the WTA Tour. She's got to be the leader in that category. I know for a while it was Bianca Andreescu. She was really cooking. But Bencic is, I, I mean, she's her results just throughout the entire season have been phenomenal. She's slaying, like you said, those top, top players. So, you know, it's good to see her back. We know that she's had that potential uh, she's just been out for a little while. She's had injury issues of her own, and you know, to see her back playing at this level is is certainly fun to see. 
Yeah, and I think draw dependent, obviously. But when we talk, you know, Roland Garros here, I mean, she's somebody who you don't want to see her in your part of the draw. No, yeah, definitely not. She's scary. I mean, we'll see. We'll see how that ends up. But you know, if you're one of those top four, five seeds, you know, you better hope that she's not in your section because I think she can make a serious run. I mean, I think she's going to go deep for sure. Yeah. No, that's 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 absolutely right. She is dangerous. Um, and then finally, on the women's side, one thing I want to talk about real quick is Azarenka. You know, we've seen some mixed results, and obviously not to her top form. But you know, she comes up with a big win over Svitolina today. Drops the first set four six, and then comes back and wins six one seven five. I mean, what do you think of Victoria Azarenka? And I guess for twenty nineteen, what what's your outlook in terms of what she's going to be able to do? Yeah, it's tough, right? Because you know, in the past, she was always just a, a top player. And, you know, then she went out, she had her baby and she wasn't around the game for a while. And, you know, now she's coming back. I mean, I obviously, I still think she has a lot of, you know, good intangible qualities. Mentally, I think she's very tough. And, you know, physically, I think her game is, is good. It, I don't know if she's ever going to get back to the level that she was at a couple years ago. I mean, when she sure. was really dominant, I, I don't know if she's going to be in that peak form ever again, but she's certainly a threat, right? I mean, she's right. another of one of those players where if you're, if you're a top player, you don't want to see her because you know, she's super competitive and she's going to bring it every time out, whether, you know, she's on her game or even if she's off her game, she's going to try to problem solve and, and find a way to win. So I mean, I think she has a lot of, you know, career left in her. Um, you know, I don't see her, you know, going anywhere anytime soon. It's just to what level is she going to be playing at consistently? Yeah. That I don't know. I don't know if I would bet on her to get back to her former, you know, former glory or however we want to categorize it. But sure. she's she's a player, man. And and when you're, when you're mentally tough like that, you've got a shot every time out. So... Yeah. I, I think she's she's got some positive years ahead of her. Right. Well, and it's interesting, too, when you talk about Azarenka. I mean, she's been on the tour in a name for so long. But, I mean, she's not even 30. So, I mean, it's – True. She's 29, I believe. And so it's like there's definitely the years are left. It's, yeah. it's just a matter of, you know, what how she's going to be able to sort of climb back up. But, you know, on along the same lines, last thing, and then we'll, we'll move into the men's results. Um, you know, we talk about, of course, having a kid and coming back. You know, Serena's in that boat now. And um, I, I think a lot of, especially Serena fans here, are a little worried because really since she's come back, has not played many tournaments and has withdrawn from multiple. Um, and, I mean, Serena obviously older and – where do you see her career then? Yeah, I mean, I'm one of those, I'll admit, I'm I'm one of those people that's a little bit skeptical, a little bit worried about where she's at right now. Because like you mentioned, I mean, we just haven't seen a lot of super positive things, you know, recently out of her. And I, I just, physically, I don't know. I don't think, you know, her body, I don't think she feels as good you know, nearly as good as she used to. Sure. And yeah, it's tough, man. I mean, at, at her age now, what is she, 37 or so? I mean, I, I just, I feel like it's really tough. I mean, again, she's, she's in a similar boat with Azarenka, right? Because she's an ultra competitor. I mean, mentally, she's as good as we've ever seen in women's tennis, ever. So yeah. I, I think when she steps on the court, you know, she has a chance because... 
she's going to be in the right frame of mind to compete and play at a high enough level to win. Now, sure. physically, is she going to be able to do the things that she needs to do to win more Grand Slams? Is she going to be physically fit enough? Is she going to be able to pop the serve and hit a high enough percentage to win all those service games that we're used to seeing her and you know run around the court with that great movement and just crush balls? That, I, I don't know. I think she could be a little limited when it comes to those physical parts of her game, but... Again, mentally, if she's out there, you know she's going to give it 110% and she's ready to compete. Otherwise, if she's not, she'll withdraw like we saw in Rome here. You know, if she's not yeah. ready, she's not going to play. Yeah, it's just so interesting when we when we saw her start to come back. Of course, not the perfect start, but then she goes and she's gaining momentum and she gets to the final of the U.S. Open. And so to me, that's that's really trending upward and like, wow, OK, we're, we're here. Um, but ever since then, we really haven't seen, you know, a ton out of right. her. Um, you know, I mean, I think she got what quarters of the Australian and then, you know, she's had a couple early exits and withdrawals. And so it's just, it's interesting. Um, but you know, I guess we can just hope for the best and see you know, if she's able to get back to that level. And, and I think you're right. I don't know. I'm not confident she'll ever get back to her top level, but even not at the top level, she can beat anyone. Um, so I think she'll just be just fine. And hopefully we see, you know, another grand slam title. That would be cool to see, I think for everybody, but Regardless, only time will tell on that one, and we will hope to see her healthy again soon. But um, that is enough on that side of the draw. We're going to go to the men's side now, um, where there's some very interesting results out of the day. I'm just going to start reading them off because there were some really, really fun matches. A lot of three-setters here, too. Um, starting off, Pear goes out to Albot, 6-3, 6-2. Not super competitive, but jumping into one that is very competitive, the Kyrgios Medvedev match, you know, this was a, lo a lot of it was straightforward, but man, when you've got Kyrgios on a court, it doesn't mean every point's going to be straightforward. Because Kyrgios takes Medvedev out 6-3, 3-6, 6-3. You know, he just got the breaks at the right times, but this was some really fun tennis. Yeah, it's always going to be, you know, pretty fun when Nick is out on the court. But I mean, I think this was one of those matches that he showed up to play. I mean, Nick Kyrgios is a guy that, you know, when he's playing a, a top-ranked guy, a guy that's, you know, seated, a big-time name he tends to show up in those matches. It's usually when he's playing, you know, maybe on an outside court against a lower ranked player that he just decides, hey, you know what, I'm not really feeling it today. But I, I Medvedev's one of those guys that's been, you know, phenomenal all year long. He's been one of the top players on tour, you know, winning matches every single week. So, you know, Kyrgios, I think, took the approach in this one that he was out to prove something and just say, yeah. hey, you know what? I know that this Medvedev guy is on the rise. He's playing super well. But again, I have that kind of talent too. And once again, we know it. He showed it today. Um, yeah, and I just have to say, I mean, I definitely picked Medvedev in this one. I thought, you know, there was no way with, with how well he's been playing. I just, I thought he was going to win this match and Nick Kyrgios was going to see another early exit. But nope, he showed up to play and... When Nick shows up, man, he he tends to win when he wants to win. Yeah, you know, no, that's true, and we and we see him. I mean, you, you sort of are getting to this point, but also it's like we see him do this when he knows the competition's gonna be tough. You know, when he's playing a big name, or in this case, somebody who's been just on a tear. I mean, he's gonna bring it. I think I, he he gets locked in by that. You know, like you said, it's easier for him to sort of brush off a match. I think that. Um, maybe it's, it's not, I don't know if it's about the spotlight. I don't know if it's about like, you know, getting himself pumped up to play that big name, but it's just, it's impressive 
the way he's able to lock in against those big guys and, and really put it all together. So a great result from him, and um, hopefully we see more of that as we move through the draw. Another great match we had was Hachinov taking out Batista Agu, 5-7-6-4-6-2. I mean, Hachinov, this is a win that Hachinov needed. Yeah, big-time result for him. I mean, we've talked about on, on many sure. pods about yeah, how— you know, about his struggles throughout the year. So for him to take out an established vet like Bautista Goot on clay, you know, at a Masters 1000, that's that's the step, you know, that we were kind of looking for maybe a few weeks back, wondering, mm-hmm. you know, when was it going to come? I think, you know, if he can build off that and maybe make a little bit of a run here, um, you know, he can definitely build on that heading into the French. So, yeah, yeah. It, it, great result for him. He needed it. Yeah, and what's funny too, I mean, I have a couple more things to say on Hatchnob. I don't know if you caught his um, his match in the previous round. He was taking on the Italian Senego, and man, things were getting chippy between him he and the crowd. Um, it was <laughs> it was it was really interesting. I mean, of course, you know, I think this the the crowd definitely got under his skin. You know, they're cheering for the home guy, right? Um, and so, you know, all the whistling, and you know, they they were getting rowdy, and it was definitely bothering him. And so, a I was. I don't know. I was impressed that he was able to come out of that one. Yeah, he was um, <laughs> he was he was getting into it with him a little bit at the end there. You know, he was giving him the ear a little bit and say like, "Yeah, I can hear you," sort of deal. Um, but it was interesting to see, and I'm impressed that he bounced back. You know, because a lot of times, sometimes if if you see a really mentally draining match like that, you know, they might not be able to, that player might not be able to bounce back. But he drops the opening set and then comes back to win against a really really good clay court player. Yeah, completely agree. And I do have to say that Rome crowd is awesome, man. I oh, mean, they are. It they're, is fun. They're fantastic. Fun. I I would love at some point to be able to get out to that event. I mean, I think it'd be it'd be awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, Bautista Gu, we know he's a guy that's not going to give give you really anything. You have to beat him. He's not going to beat himself. And Hatchinov, like you mentioned, to come back after a draining match against Senego in the in that first round, and then you know drop the first set here, and then win four and two. Yeah, that's. I think that's what we were looking for out of him, yeah. you know, the last couple of weeks. So we'll see if he can build on it. For sure. And then last thing with Hatchinov, just with a result like this, you got to mention it. So he was also he's also in the doubles draws, and this is a conversation for another time. But I love the doubles draws in tournaments like this, men's and women's side, because you get a bunch of singles players who are just wanting to be out on the court, <laughs> and so you come up with these random pairings. Like for example, Mark Lopez and Hatchinov played yeah, today, and they played I against Delpo and Cuevas. They came up, they won three six seven six. 13-11 in the breaker. That was a crazy match. So Hashinov, you know, he must feel comfortable in these courts or something because he's looked pretty good so far. And and that's another reason why I'd like to get out to an event like that, just because yeah. you're going to be able to see great singles, fun, interesting doubles pairings, and, and good matches all around. So, yeah, I mean, these Masters Thousands are – they're great events, and the crowd in Rome is – they're big time. Yeah. For sure. Well, as we keep moving down, um, an Italian took the loss. Basso gets beat by Chilich, 6-1-7-5. Struff takes out Dimitrov. This is another big win for Struff, 6-4-6-7-6-3. This was a crazy match. I, I feel like Struff is another guy that we've talked about, some of his inconsistencies. Yeah, you know, he can play so good at times. And then there's mm-hmm. other times where, you know, he's losing. He's winning only a couple of games in the first round of tournaments. So, this was one of those where he decided to show up, and it's it's always fun when he does that. Grigor, oh man, I mean, this is another match that he had it on his racket. He was up three one in the third. Yeah. Um, it was totally it was totally there for the taking, and he just kind of. 
folded again. I mean, and I just, I feel like I say this a lot about Grigor and I, I hate to because I'm a fan of Grigor. I really like his game, but mentally he just, he has a tendency to crumble a little bit. You know, things could be going well and he could be on the brink of, of victory and then he just can't find a way to close. And we see this in the slams. We see this throughout the course of the year, I feel like, but you know, credit to Struff. He didn't go anywhere. He hung in there and he battled with Grigor and it was, yeah. it was a really fun match. But again, you can look at it really one of two ways. I mean, great for Struff. We know what he's capable of when, when he plays his best tennis, he doesn't yeah. always bring it. But again, for Grigor, it's another early round loss, you know, to yeah. an opponent that maybe he's looking at going, I need to beat this guy. You know, this is a master's thousand. We're getting close to the French open here. I need to get something going. I got to take Struff out and, and it didn't go his way once again. Yeah. I mean, the last few tournaments we've talked about this, but went out to Jerry down in, uh, up in Barcelona. Then he went out to Fritz in Madrid and granted, yeah, Fritz played some good tennis, but man, Dimitrov had his chances in that one. Um, and similarly today, he definitely had his chances here. So, you know, that, that's always difficult to see, especially when we're, we're looking to see if, you know, Dimitrov can get back. I mean, former world number three, we want to see him get back to that level, but you have to say too, I mean, it's true if man, he served, he served well, 17 aces, won 84% um, points on his first serve. And so yep. he just, I mean, he, he really served well. And, you know, you, you, someone who's able to hold and get points just that freely, I mean, that's that's just going to free him up in any other game. Um, and so, you know, hats off to him. But like you said, Dimitrov was in this match. And so, um, unfortunate for him, but, you know, hey, hopes, hope Struff keeps it going because, like you said, when he locks in on the clay, you know, he's a very good player. Yep, agreed. Good, good player. He's just got to bring it more consistently. Yeah, and you know, talk about someone who brought it today. Chorich took out Cam Nori. This was incredibly convincing. I mean, this is about as straightforward as they come here. Takes him out two and two. Fritz with a very impressive win in my mind takes out Pella and a phenomenal clay quarter six three six four. I mean, that's impressive. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. It's a great win. I mean, we've talked about Pella before, you know, this guy loves the clay tricky lefty. He's comfortable on the dirt. I mean, again, this is a matchup where, you know, I'm looking at that draw going, Ooh, you know, that's going to be tough for Fritz, you know, especially on this surface. That's, that's a tough matchup. And Fritz just played great. I mean, served really well and, yeah, and was aggressive and was just feeling it. And I mean, Fritz is one of those guys you know, when he's feeling his game and his shots are falling, I mean, he can he can rip the ball with the best of, you know, uh, the best of anybody. So, yeah, great match for him. Fritz has been – I do have to give him some credit because throughout this clay court season, I mean, I'll be honest, I didn't really expect too, too much out of him. I mean, the way that he plays, his movement, I mean – I just feel like clay is a tough surface for a guy like Taylor Fritz, but he's he's won some good matches so far this clay court season. I think it'll be interesting to see what kind of a draw he gets at the French. You know, if it breaks the right way for him, I could see him winning a couple rounds. I wouldn't be shocked if he did, you know, depending on how that draw looks. Yeah, no, I mean, that that's definitely fair. Um, you know, it's interesting, too, when you think about his game. I mean, like, like you said, hey, if you're serving this well, I mean— Good things are bound to happen, but I am also very impressed with how he's been able to just, you know, sort of wrangle control of ground stroke points and then just dominate with that forehand. Um, and it, it, that's looked really good. You know, he's definitely got a tough test coming up, um, and so we'll, we'll talk about that here shortly. But 
he's looked really good. So um, great for him. And yeah, Guido Pella, very good clay quarter. But, you know, unfortunately, not all was great for the Americans today. Tiafo goes out in a heartbreaker. Sosa takes him out 6-3, Man, this, this was tough to watch. Oh, man, what a match. I mean, Francis... <laughs> he had this one on he his did. racket. He I mean, really he, he was so, so close. He had – how many – I can't remember exactly how many match points he had, but it, it had, had to at be least, at least four. He had at least four, yeah, I know that. Yeah, he had four match points, and, you know, he this is at 6-5 in the third set, by the mm-hmm. way. He he has these, these handful of match points, and Sosa – just, I mean, he played some good tennis, but Francis just missed a couple shots. I mean, he he tried to go big. He tried to finish it, which I respect. I mean, I like that. And he just, he was a hair off on those. So, you know, they get into that third set tiebreaker. It's anybody's at that point. And, and Tiafo comes out and immediately goes up 4-1. You yeah. know, he's looking good. He plays some strong points. And I'm feeling like, okay, you know, he put those, those missed opportunities behind him. He's going to take this thing. And then sure enough... Sosa comes back and wins six points on the trot and, and, you know, takes it seven, four in the breaker. And it's like, whoa. Yeah, that was, what, that was the weirdest. Happened? Yeah, that was the weirdest part about that match, you know, especially, you know, you talk about that five, six game. Um, I mean, that was just a ridiculously long game. What it ended up being like 17 minutes or something. It was, yeah, some, it was it, in between 15 and 20 minutes and it was, it just kept going on and on and on. <laughs> and so then, you know, Tiafo, honestly, great for him for bouncing back and getting on top of the tiebreak like that. Yeah. But then super like anticlimactic it was just like oh and it's over you lost six in a row (laughs) right it it was it was really odd so I mean of course that's disappointing I mean when you look at it as a whole a really really good match let's let's be honest um but definitely difficult to watch especially that especially that tail end for Tiafo but you know he'll bounce back I mean you could you could see it obviously very disappointed with this result because he had it right there you know he had a couple on his forehand that he, he really had chances and like you said just Missed a couple in the in the big moments there, but um, hey, I mean, mental strength there from Sousa. I mean, veteran of the tour, good for him for getting through this and being able to rattle those points off in the tiebreak like that. But man, yeah, definitely something slipped there for Tiafo. So hopefully the next time around we'll we'll see him come through a big match like this because you know this is a big step beating a veteran like that. You know, you just got to get across that finish line. Yeah, I mean, it'll definitely, it's going to be a tough pill to swallow. I mean, because yeah. he knows he, it was right there. I know he's going to be frustrated. He's He's, it's going to be tough for him for a couple days here. I think he's just going to have to shake that loss and, and, you know, try to focus on, on the French and, you know, hopefully he can do that. But yeah, again, overall, if we're looking at it, you know, from a broader scope, I mean, the tennis match itself was, was really interesting, you know? So I I think for the fans, I think they at least got their money's worth with that one for sure. It was, you know, over a three hour match, about, about a three hour match. So, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, and you talk about the crowd getting into one. Berrettini taking out Zverev. That's big time. Gotta love the home crowd there. A nice 7-5, 7-5. You know, that's, yeah. that's, a, that's a good win, but also I think more than a good win, probably a bad loss. Well, I'll tell you Do what, you disagree? Jamie, my, my, I, I disagree. My boy Berrettini, and look, I've been hard on Zverev, but I'm... I'm a big fan of Matteo Berrettini. I, I really have been for years now. I mean, I've seen this guy play. I really, really like his potential. Um, big 6-5 player, crushes the ball. He can attack, you know, from anywhere on the baseline. He doesn't look to move forward all that much. He's definitely more of a baseliner, but he possesses big-time power. 
And I just, I think this guy's on the rise. He's top 35 in the world now. He won an event in Budapest a couple weeks ago. Um, he's comfortable on the clay. And of course he had the home crowd, you know, rallying behind him. So I wasn't completely shocked to see this result. In fact, I was telling some people that Berrettini was going to win this match prior to them playing because, you know, Zverev hasn't been all that great recently. And we've talked about that. So yeah. just knowing the state of mind that, that Sasha Zverev is in and how well Berrettini's been playing, I, I picked the upset in that one. So for me, I wasn't shocked. But I'll tell you what, man. Keep your eye on Berrettini. This guy, he's going to be around for a while. He's only 23. He's coming up. He's going to be good. Well, that's good to know. And I should justify my answer a little in terms of saying more of a bad loss for Zverev. And not to say that Berrettini didn't earn it, but it just you, you talk about Zverev and the inconsistency and the sort of you know disappointing results. I mean, we, we've covered this before, but even just mm-hmm. the last you know few tournaments went out to Garen when he's the one seed. You know, Barcelona goes out to Jerry. You know, he, he's just had some results that aren't yep. You know what he's looking for goes out in the round of sixteen in Monte Carlo. I mean, which is just, why I kind of I kind of saw this one coming. You know, it was, yeah, no, that that's definitely fair. That that is definitely fair. And hey, did you make any money off that or? Or was it, was it just bragging rights at this point? Just, just bragging rights. Bummer. Just bragging rights. But <laughs> I'll take the bragging rights for now. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, well, you know, as we're getting in, going down the line here, Gofen takes out Vavrinka 4-6-6-0-6-2. Disappointing for Stan, but Gofen really turned it on after that first set. Schwartzman taking out Nishioka. You know, this is a this is one we expect here. Six one six four. Schwartzman just so solid on the clay. Um, and then Basilashvili taking out Jerry, six, seven, five, six, four. Um, and then finally, the last one that was supposed to be slated with all these other matches, Cole Schreiber taking on Chechenato, which I don't know about you. I was really excited for. Unfortunately, that match has gotten pushed and suspended. Um, so we will get to see that action, you know, coming up. But I think that one's going to be really fun. you got a lot of dynamics there. Of course, you got Cole Schreiber, who always brings it and always solid. But you got Chechenato, who, with the home crowd behind him, is really going to be expected to win this one. Yeah, two one-handed backhands too. True. I mean, it's it's that's one that I would definitely want to tune in for. Just like you said, I think there's a lot of different dynamics in that match. I mean, Chechenato loves the clay. You know, mm-hmm. he's in he's in Italy. You know, he's gonna have that crowd. But again, Cole Schreiber, we know what he's gonna bring. So yeah, that that could be a good one. I, I see three sets written all over that one. I think that's that's fair. But you know, as we bring that one to your attention. The other upcoming matches that we're going to be keeping our eyes on, um, Federer taking on Sosa after his big win. We'll see if he can, you know, bring it after an exhausting three hour match with Tiafo. team taking on Verdasco. I think that one's going to be a lot of fun. Of course, team's expected to win that one, but mm-hmm. I mean, he's been playing some physical tennis. Who knows? You're playing Verdasco, a guy who loves the clay. I mean, those are going to be big ground stroke points. That's, that's one thing that is for sure. Fritz is going to be taking on Nishikori. That's going to be a great test for him. See if he can keep up that offense um, and keep doing what he's doing. Chilich taking on Struff. What do you think of that one? That's a battle of some big men there. It is. And and that's interesting because that's an opportunity for Chilich. I mean, Chilich has not had many wins in 2019. He just has not. He's got to get something going. And for Struff, I mean, usually <laughs> it's funny in these tournaments when, when Struff is playing well, he tends to win multiple matches. He's not usually one and done. You know, if he is one and done, he goes out in the first round, you know, down in flames. But the fact that he was already able to win here, uh, you know, take out Grigor and is now in the round of 16, 
I he he may be feeling it. So I think Chilich is definitely in for a battle there. And yeah, that's a tough one to call. I don't know which way that one's going to go. I'd want to watch it. Yeah, well, I mean, and even if you hopefully were able to tune in for that one because that's going to be fun. But man, there's some other just enticing matchups here. You've got Kyrgios taking on Kasper Ruud. You've got Djokovic taking on Shapovalov. Schwartzman taking on Ramos Vinolas. Nadal and Shardy. Fonini and Albot. Sitsipas and Sinner and Goffin and Del Potro. I mean, oh man, some of those especially. Djokovic, Shapovalov. I mean, I know there's a there's probably some big expectations for that one to be really entertaining and hopefully it lives up to the hype. Djokovic, you know, if he comes out and he's if he looks like he did in the final uh, last week, I mean, that's going to be tough for Dennis. Yep, completely agree on that one. I think Joker is the solid fave, but yeah. I mean, anytime Dennis is out there, I mean, he's he's flashy. He can come up with some ridiculous stuff. It's just a matter of, you know, kind of whether he's on his game or not. So that one will be interesting to see. Um, definitely interested to see GoFan Del Potro. I Me mean, too. I just I want to see Del Potro, you know, play more matches now that he's back. I, I really want to see what he looks like. Um, you know, we already mentioned GoFan taking out Wawrinka the way that he did. So I think that one could be super interesting. And then an under the radar one for me that I think could just be an absolute, you know, epic three hour battle is Schwartzman Ramos Vinolas. I mean, those are two guys that love clay. Exactly. And I mean, don't you just see that one go in three sets, like seven, six in the third that to me, that one just has one of those feels to it because they're just going to grind it out all day long. It really, I mean, it, it really could be like that. You know, you never know when Schwartzman, it, it's always really interesting too, Schwartzman, you know, he can come up, sometimes the grinds are right there when you expect him, and then other times it's like, it's lopsided either one way or the other. Yeah. Like, oh, that was weird. He, like, he'll just roll somebody 6-1 or, you know, <laughs> lose a set 2-6, and you're like, well, that was, that was bizarre. But no, I mean, like you said, definitely both really, really comfortable on this surface, and I, I mean, I mean, they know each other's games, and they know that both of these, I mean, Look, they they know what they're getting into in this match, right? So they both have the mindset of that. Hey, this is going to be a grind. The other guy, you know, who's opposite of me here is is going to be able to just go from the baseline forever, and so yep. that is going to be a very interesting one tactically, and then also just, man, I mean, you're right. That could just have three hour written all over it. But I don't know. I'm a Schwartzman guy. I'll be cheering for him. <laughs> I'm biased. <laughs> there you go, man. Hey. I, I like Schwartzman as well. Anybody that can do what he does at his yeah. size is yeah, impressive right. to me, is super impressive. So I've always been a fan of Diego Schwartzman. Yeah, well, with that being said, man, there is a ton to look forward to. Um, and listeners, I hope you guys will tune into that action as well. You know, of course, on the next mini break, we'll be going over some of these results after they happen as well. And, of course, looking through through the draw and seeing what's upcoming. But, man, I mean, this – this slate that we have here is really, really fun. So, I mean, hey, you're getting to see Federer, Kyrgios, Djokovic, Team, uh, Pass. I mean, you're seeing all of these guys all in one place, all in one day, man. That's that's an absolute treat for us. But thank you for tuning in. And, Matt, I want to thank you for joining me yet again. And what do we say to our listeners? That's a break. All right. Thank you, everybody. We'll catch you next time. 